Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy and hear us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
reading from 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I was recently drug into the 21st century by my son, John. And now I have a television that can stream movies. I didn't really know until maybe a week or two ago that there was such a thing as Roku. And I was quite sure that if you wanted to watch Peacock, you had to go to the children's zoo. <laughs> well, this is all but prolegomena for this. I was watching a movie, a Russian movie, not too long ago, about a Russian unit that was being overwhelmed by the German Wehrmacht, and whether they would all be slaughtered or not was very much in play. But they had to fight. And so a soldier inquired of his unit commander, for what am I dying? Well, it's a question, isn't it, that goes to the heart of things. Why am I dying? For what would I die? For what is so precious, valuable, required, necessary, that I would simply give up my own existence for it? I don't know whether you have put that question to yourself or not, whether you put that question to yourself when you enrolled here to become a pastor or a deaconess. But if you haven't, you need to. Because our text is of the pastoral epistles, rightly named. And if you want to contemplate the why that you're here, whether you know it or not, or know it sufficiently or not, 
These texts are worthy of your deep reflection. Our text ends with an emphatic you, but you stand fast. Others may fall away with itching ears and wander away to what are nothing but meaningless and vacuous myths, but you, you stand. Well, why should you stand? So you can continue to draw your salary from St. Peter's or St. John's or St. Luke's Lutheran Parish? Well, not according to our text, no. It takes a deep faith, I think, to be a pastor. And to know that by virtue of your office, it takes a deep faith because you must be an icon of faith. That is, that hobbitus, that's, that commitment that knows that you are inhabited by that which is eternal, unchangeable, immutable, and will not pass away. Now that Russian soldier was told he does, is to die for the homeland. And given the context of that movie, perhaps that homeland was the Soviet fantasy. In any case, it's gone. Did he die for it? Maybe he did, but he died finally for what is gone. And maybe that's courageous and honorable. I wouldn't deny it. The soldier's life and duty is an honorable one. I don't deny it. But it's nonetheless a suffering in the context of what is ultimately penultimate. And will pass away. But you, you have an office concerning that which is ultimate and will not pass away. It is forever because it is the office that God has called you into and when everything is said and done it's the office of Christ himself who continues to speak through your mouths into a world which disdains oftentimes what you have to say. As I say, <clears throat> It's worthy of your time and effort to contemplate these texts. Now, Paul knew Timothy from, from early age. He speaks to Timothy as a father. Maybe as a father because he was so well known and loved by the family. But certainly as a father in faith 
And so he exhorts Timothy straight on. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Now, that's how the ESV has it. But I think the Greek text here, which is ta maturion tu kuriu, might refer to what we might call the martyrdom of Jesus Christ our Lord. If so, then do not be ashamed of Christ the crucified. For he is the power and wisdom of God, Paul will say in another text. And it makes sense here, for Paul goes on to say, nor me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Now that's, that's strange talk. Share in suffering by the power of God. Maybe Paul was thinking of what he had written earlier to the Corinthians. I preach nothing but Christ the crucified who is the dunamis, the power and the sophia, the wisdom of God. If you want to stand in that which endures forever, you have to stand in the person of Christ crucified. For he is the will of God that all be redeemed in no other way than through him and by him and in him. There is no other place where there is salvation, redemption, or eternal life. Nowhere. And so one might say that your office will be to stand in Christ crucified. And should you do so, you will, as Paul exhorts Timothy, share in the sufferings of Christ. You will be part of the history of apostolic sufferings in the power of the gospel of God. For this God is he who saved us and called us by a holy calling, setting you apart for that very purpose not because of our works, obviously, but because of his own purpose and grace which he gave to us in Christ Jesus. Here's a strange statement. Before all the ages. Now, I do not know by what paths you may have walked before you came into the seminary doors, how it happened in your life that you finally said, yes, I will be a pastor and came here to train for it. I don't know those histories. But I think Paul here, with these very strange words, tells us there is one source to those different paths. And that's the will of God. How do we understand this? 
That is the will of God from all eternity that the world be saved through preaching. So your office, gentlemen, stands in eternity. It's everlasting because it's of God. You are to give your life for that because it is always foundational, true, heavenly, immortal, incorruptible. You may not be, but your office is. Because it is nothing other than the Word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, come into the world to save sinners, who saved us and called us, Paul says here, by this holy calling. And which purpose and grace has now been manifested through the appearance of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, unto which thing I have been appointed, says Paul. To be teacher, apostle, preacher. Unto which thing? There's Paul's answer to the question, why should I die and for what should I give my life? Unto that have I been placed. It's a technical term for, if you will, installation into office. Into that I have been placed. It's, it's a, even it's a passive. Unto this circumstance, I have been placed into this circumstance of the world of sin which needs to hear what you have to say, or better, what God has to say, unto that circumstance you will have been placed. To preach, to teach, to stand whatever comes your way. in whatever circumstance might come your way. May God grant to you his Holy Spirit that you stand in the grace and power of God and so manifest to those who so need it the reality of his appearance and the reality of salvation. This I pray for you and yet, yes, for me too. In the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy. Be gracious to us. Spare us, O Lord. Be gracious to us. Help us, O Lord. From all sin, from all error, from all evil, from the crafts and assaults of the devil, from sudden and evil death, from pestilence and famine, from war and bloodshed, from sedition and from rebellion, from lightning and tempest, from all calamity by fire and water, and from everlasting death. Good Lord, deliver us. By the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Help us, Lord. In all time of our tribulation, in all time of our prosperity, in the hour of death, and in the day of judgment. Help us, Lord. We poor sinners implore you to hear us, to rule and govern your holy Christian church, to preserve all pastors and ministers of your church in the true knowledge and understanding of your wholesome word and to sustain them in holy living. To put an end to all schisms and causes of offense, to bring into the way of truth all who have erred and are deceived, to beat down Satan under our feet, to send faithful laborers into your harvest, and to accompany your word with your grace and spirit. To raise those who fall and to strengthen those who stand, and to comfort and help the weak-hearted and the distressed. To give to all peoples concord and peace, to preserve our land from discord and strife, to give our country your protection in every time of need, to direct and defend our president and all in authority, to bless and protect our magistrates and all our people, to watch over and help all who are in danger, necessity, and tribulation, to protect and guide all who travel, to grant all women with child and all mothers with infant children increasing happiness in their blessings, to defend all orphans and widows and provide for them, to strengthen and keep all sick persons and young children, to free those in bondage and to have mercy on us all. We implore you to hear us, Lord. To forgive our enemies, persecutors and slanderers and to turn their hearts, to give and preserve for our use the kindly fruits of the earth and graciously to hear our prayers. We implore you to hear us, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, we implore you to hear us. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, have mercy. 
Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Grant us your peace. O Christ, hear us. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. mercifully forgive us our sins. Though by our continual transgressions we have merited your chastisements, be gracious to us. Grant that all these punishments which we have deserved may not come upon us, but that all things may work to our everlasting good. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.